So today's Amid is Daf Nimbezim Ibez, and we're up to Nimbezim and Aleph and Vina Amar. That's the last Tarot to the Gemara. Right? The Gemara wanted to know what does your Buddha mean, very cryptic words, Seva Havil Chafata, right? The Mishnah was discussing in the Din of Beer by Shvius. The Din of Beer by Shvius. When you have Paris in your house, and a similar Paris is not found in the field, you have to take it out of your house. You have to do beer. So let's say you brought payers from a place where in that place all the payers are gone from the field. And now you're in a place where in that place this type of payer is still in the field, or the opposite. You brought it from a place where the payer is still in the field to a place where the payer is not in the field. So the Gemara says, either one, you have to go both chumras. You have to do the chumra of the place you brought the payer from. If it was kalu, then you do beer, even though now you're in a place where it's like kalu. Or you also have to do the Khumra of the place where you went to, right? If that was Kalu, even if you took it from a place which is like Kalu, then also you have to be here. And you said, Seva Havilacha Afata. Go and bring out also you. What does that mean? So the guy ends up saying it means the Khumra. He's saying there was a case somehow that Tanakam held you don't have to do beer because he held it wouldn't be called Kala. And Yudha says, No, you. Go, go and bring it out, and you can't, so it would be called Kalu. But what's the case? Right? The Gemara had a few cases. One was, let's say he brought it from a place that was Loi Kalu to a place that was Loi Kalu, and after he brought it, it was Kalu. Right? That was one Machlekes, where the Tanakhama says that's okay then, because since when you brought it out was Loi Kalu, and now you brought it to a place of Loi Kalu, so forget about the origin. And if you just says, Seva Gafata, no, it has to be. Like Kalu in the place where you brought it from, otherwise you can't bring it from that place, so it's going to be considered Kalu. Right? The Abaya said that the case was you brought it from a place that was like Kalu to a place that was Kalu, but now you brought it back to a place that's like Kalu. Right? So Tanakhama said that's okay because it came from like Kalu, it isn't like Kalu. And Ravina said no, but it wasn't a place of Kalu, go try to bring it from that place where it stopped off in the middle. But they might not like that. Ravashi said that it can't. That can't be. It has to either be the place of origin or the place it is now. And then Ravashi associates it with the Machlaikis Tanoim. If you have three pickles in a jar, one Kalu and one not Kalu, right? Tanakama would say that all of them are mutter, because as long as you have one of them that's not Kalu, it's good. And if you just say, Seif Avlachafata, no, you can't get this one that's Kalu, so this one that's Kalu is going to be us. Okay? Right? Avina also has a Machlaikis Tanam, and again, the same problem a little bit with Ravashi, right? The same Miley have a Machlaikis Tanam, clear about it. You're not making a new one. But the same problem you have with Ravashi that it doesn't seem to be associated to coming from a Makam Shakala, Makam Shlaikala. So what does it say? Tzayar was a place where they had a lot of dates. Now we're going to get to it as we start the next sugya. Right? What does it mean a makam shakalu? How big is the makam? Pretty big. We'll find out. Right? B'nai Yehuda, there's three aratzas, Yehuda, Galul, and Ever Yardin. And as long as the Chaya can eat anywhere in Yehuda, that's what Rashi says, that means the entire Yehuda is called a makam shalaykalu. But if there isn't Galul, that doesn't work for Yehuda. 
Anyway, but you could eat the dates until the last one in Tsayar. Tsayar was a city with dates, and they were talking about Yehuda, particularly Yehuda, until the last date in Tsayar is finished. Right? Yehuda, I think, was the south part of Eretz Yisrael, called the north part, and Ever Yardin, right, over on the east. Yeah? How does the dates grow? The dates on the tree are called keepin. The dates on the tree are called keepin. Copies tomorrow. So, so um, that's where the keepin are. On the bottom of the tree, there are thorns around, and they're called shitsim, and they come from the dekel. So, when you want to get dates, you can get dates from the tree, which is growing on the tree, that's called the benakibin, right? And also, sometimes the wind blows the dates off, and the dates are situated benashitsim. That's another place where it could be. So, Rabbi Gamil says like this, in order to be considered that the dates are not color, we need dates there, Vena Kippen, on the tree growing, on the actual tree, where the copper is tomorrow, right? That's, uh, that's where we need them. But Vena Shitsin, even if the dates in the field, but the dates are already blown off the tree and the Vena Shitsin, that's not called that the Chaya can get it. Rashi says because the Chaya can't get through the thorns. So, and what does the Tanakama of Rabbi Shem will hold? No, as long as it's Beina Shitsin, it's also good enough. So that's the Machlaikah Shabhid and the Chachamim. The Chachamim are saying, Makam Shakal, Makam Shalaikalu, has to be called Legamri, even Beina Shitsin. As long as you have Beina Shitsin, there would be no Chiyav beer. And if you just say, Vavachavata, you can't bring it from the Beina Shitsin. From the Beina Kippin, I mean, you can only bring it from Beina Shitsin, right? He's saying, Lechumra. So Mamela, that would be called Kalu. Again, there's no real indication the Mishnah arguing about this, and it's not really Tully in the in the Machlaikas of Kalu and Lay Kalu. Right? But they're arguing in that Machlaikas whether dates are considered to be Kalu Chaim and Asada if they're Kalu Bena Kippin, there's no more Bena Kippin, but they still are Bena Shitsin, they're still down by where the thorns are. Okay, Tananasam. The Mishnah says there in Shvi is Shalashiratsis Labir. There are three different lands for beer. And they're called Yehuda, Evayardin, and Gal. Yehuda, right? Yerushalayim is is in Yehuda. But I think it's like the from the northernmost part of Yehuda, right? The entire south of Eretz Yisrael is all Eretz Yehuda. Gal, right, the north. And Evayardin. Right over the Yarden River, right, which is now Jordan. Right, that's where the Ruven Gun and Chatzis Shev Menashe was. Vishalos Sheratz was Galakas Vachas, and the three lands in each one. Now you could divide Yehud into three regions, Gal into three regions, and Eve Yarden into three regions. So why are we identifying Yehuda, Gol, and Eve Yardin? They're nine altogether. Because Yehuda itself has three, Gol has three, and Eve Yardin has three. 
Teretz is because the other three arotzes aren't uh, halacha. The halacha of beer would only be these three. You could eat, if anywhere in Yehuda there still are this min, whatever it is, wheat, barley, pomegranates, whatever it is, if anywhere in Yehuda you still have that, so the entire Yehuda could eat, but not gol and ever Right? Or if anywhere in Gaul still has it, the Gaul could eat, but not necessarily. Each one has their land. And that's what Rashi says. Tesis says, no, Tesis says, so why would you call it a Shalash Eratzis Chalachas Vachas, right? If there are no Shalash Eratzis, and we're talking about the Dine Bir, and that's now I'm talking about, I guess, the neighborhoods. Right? So, Taisus says that no, the Shal Sharotis also work with beer. But the point is like this the Shal Sharotis means, Taisus gives an example like Amek and Shvela and Harim. Right? You could have three types of regions. You could have mountainous regions, right? Hills. You could have flat plains. And you could have valleys. And they're all different. So, if you have, if your if your peri came from a hill, or you live with a hill, whatever it is, so then you're dependent on the things of the hills. If you're in the plain, then the plain, the valley, the valley. Right? The Gemara brings that later. The Gemara talks about the harim, the makim, the chalim, shvalim, whatever it might be. Right? But that's what it means. So then the Gemara's question is, okay. So why do we have the three Aratzas, Yehuda, and Gol, and Eivar, Yardin, right? Let's just say hills, valleys, and plains. So Gemara says, because the hills of Yehuda have their own din as opposed to the hills of Gol. That's what, and the hills of Eivar, Yardin. All those three, right? Now you can't just say the hills, because the, the hills of Yehuda are different than the hills of Gol. Right? But each one, you have Yehud, the Gol, and each one has three things, three different types of lands. And the Gemara says, Menani Mili. And how do we know? How do we know to divide it that way? Which you learn out from this thing, that the, 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 the fruit of Shviyas goes to the Behemoth, and the Chayas, which are in your land. Any time the Chayyeh could eat from the Sada, then a Behemoth could eat from the Bayis, right? Chayyeh is non-domestic animals, they're eating from the Sada, eating wild. The Behemoth is, you're feeding it. So this is the drush of beer. You can only feed your animal, or eat it yourself, when the Chayyeh has its food from the, from, from the field. You're not going to feed the Chayyeh. Right? Call the Chayyeh Sada, if the Chayyeh doesn't have any more food to eat in the Sada, call them to come to Bayis, so then you cannot feed your animal for the house, you have to do beer. Ugmiri, and we know, the ain't chayi shab yehuda g'deil ha-peri shab yehuda. So the point is, that a chayi in golol would only eat peris in golol, and a chayi in yehuda would only eat peris in yehuda. So Rashi says, because they won't, they won't travel so far. They won't travel so far. 
Right? is a little bit schwer because why would Yehuda and Gol be the thing, right? Achaya would probably have a certain radius which it would go. Right? Let's say Achaya lives in Yehuda but lives very close to Gol. So why would you say that it would go all the way to the other end of Yehuda but it wouldn't go... Uh, a much closer distance to cross the boundary to go. I don't know. Maybe there were natural boundaries. You know, maybe there were some. Actually, uh, Mr. Achekes, but maybe that implies there's some in between. But I don't know if there is. So I don't understand the chat exactly. But that's what the Gemara says: that the highest of Yehuda stick it to Yehuda, highest of Gol stick to Gol. Right? That's clearly like a natural boundary. But Yehuda and Gol, not sure. So, right, and that's what Rashi learns. It's only Yehuda Gol Eviyar. Then it means anywhere in Yehuda, the highest of Yehuda will eat. Anywhere in Gol, highest of Gol will eat. But um, but Taisa says no. The Gimel Eretz is meaning. Three types of eratzes, so a chay and a har wouldn't eat from the emek or the shvela, right? They're, they're, they do the har, right? But they might eat in another har in Yehuda, but they wouldn't go to a har in in Gol and Azevaita. Okay. Taner Abanan, Yatsu Me Eretz Yisrael Chutzlarts. What about a pair that went from Eretz Yisrael to Chalatzeres? That you can do beer wherever it is. You don't have to bring it back to Eretz Yisrael to do beer. You can do beer where you are in Chutzlarts. No, you have to bring it back to Eretz Yisrael and do beer there. It says, So beer has to be Baritzecha. So Mara says, We used it. Meaning, Ba'artzacha was the drasha to teach you that the Shalash Eretz is Labir. And it depends on the Chaya in your Eretz, the Eretz where, where it grew. Not Eretz Yisrael, but Eretz Yehuda, Eretz Gol, Eretz Eivar Yardin, etc. So Gemara says, Kari Be'eretz Ba'artzacha. So if we just say Be'eretz, we know one, but Ba'artzacha teaches you both. Inami, Asher, me asher baritzcha, right? It says, it says, lubendcha lechaya asher baritzcha. One says lechaya baritzcha. Asher teaches you another drasha. So there's a drasha of going back to Eretz Yisrael to do the beer in Eretz Yisrael. So here is where Rashi Taisa says, "Pirusha kunderish a nice, nice lemir meschaya behema." Right? Beer means you just throw it out of your house where the chayas and behemas will step on them. But he said, because you could, you could give it to Anim, it says. He brings a Mishnah. Right? The whole thing. So you see, you don't have to get rid of them. As Teret says, you have to imafka them. So the Reed says, whenever it says a Lashen that it's Asa to eat after beer, it means if you were mafka them. You were mafka them. So then it becomes Asa. But if you're mafka them, so anyone could eat it after beer. After you're also in a place where Chayyeh can eat it also, not just Mafka for people, Mafka for Chayyeh. But once you Mafka them, then you can eat it. 
So now the Gemara says like this. Rav Rav Safra nafik married to Sola Chutzlois. Rav Safra was going for a Sola Chutzlois. Have him ba'adei garva the chamer the shvius, and he had a jug of wine which was peyish shvius. The wine was peyish shvius, hakdusha shvius. The wine was shmita wine. So lavu ba'adei Rav Huna Beder Vikav Rav Kana. So Rav Huna Beder Vikav and Rav Kana accompanied him, and they are with him. So Amar Amar Lu Rav Sarfa told Rav Vunibay the Vikar Rav Kana Ikadishmiel Aminei the Rabbavo Alachem Shemlazayloi Did any of you hear from Rabbavo? Because they were Tamid the Rabbavo to Ipaskem Shemlazay because he wanted to know am I going to have to bring the wine back to Eretz Yisrael do beer there or can I do beer where I am? Right? Teres wanted to know why did he bring the wine out from Eretz Yisrael? Right? What was the head thing? They can't bring Paris Shvius out of Eretz Yisrael. So he says it depends if you're eating them or you're selling them. Because some, some form of Skyr is Mutter. Or he says he brought out Beshegeg. Okay, that's the Gemma. So what did they answer him? So if Kana said to Ravo said Allah Jim Lazar, and Rav Hunabaidravika said that Allah Shim Lazar. Okay? Amrav Safran, the kite, hai clawed the Ravuna Biyatha. I'm going to Baskin like Ravuna. And Allah is ain't Allah Shim Lazar, and then I wouldn't have to bring it back. Why? The dying become a shmaitsim in Puma Dirabe, Kirchava the Pumpadisa. Because he's medayik, and he says over the shmeitzah from the mouth of his rabbi, he's very careful, as careful as Rechava, uh, Amari called Rechava, in Pampadisa. The Amar Rechava, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Harabayis Stav Kafaloyis Stav Lefnimi Stav. Harabayis was a, right, I think we might have had this in the Gemara earlier. Harabayis was a, was a, um, a stadium like uh, bleachers, like seats, like uh, benches, and then benches, and then benches on top of the other benches, going around like a circle. That's how it was. So, yeah, we had such a thing. Right, that's what the Gemara brought it down in Daphne Gilman base. So, here the Gemara gives an example of how careful he was in saying over the Shemur. Now, it's not clear what was the careful. The Rashi has said something a little bit schwer, and Rashi himself argues stark on it in another place, I think in Kedushin, that uh, that he says, Suffolk Shaman mi Rav Yehuda, I'm Rav Yehuda Nesiyah Duhunami Behudara. Stav Kafalaya. In other words, Rechava from Pampadisa might have heard it from Rav Yehuda. And he might have heard it from Rabbi Yehuda Nesiyah, and Rabbi Yehuda would be without a Yud. So what does it mean? If it was a Suffolk, if he heard it from this or that. So, so he didn't indicate, I mean, he said Rabbi Yehuda, right? That, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Rashi is being medayik. Right? He's an Amayr. Why do you say Rabbi Yehuda? The, the Talmud of Rav and Shmuel was named Rabbi Yehuda. So he said, no, because he might have heard it from Rabbi Yehuda Nesiyah, and somehow he indicated by saying Rabbi Yehuda, then he might have heard it from them. 
I don't know. But um, but there, oh, it's a Rashi and Brachas. Rashi and Brachas says that. Um, well, first he didn't, he didn't mention Rabbi Dinasiya there. He just said that maybe it was the Tana Rabbi Yehuda, but he said Rechava couldn't have seen the Tana Rabbi Yehuda. Here, here he helps that out by saying it was Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya Dava Biyamav. But um, but he says everyone was very careful to, uh, to to say who he heard it from, right? And also that's not Daik the Shmaitza, right? That's the Daik of who he heard it from. So he had said Rashi and Bracha says because why did he call it a stuff couple that wasn't the the the, the wasn't the lashon that people usually use? The Tzitzis the Rebbe used that lashon, so he's very much trying to get the exact lashon the Rebbe said, rather than just saying the Taichan of the Indian. And he felt that Vuna the Vika was the same thing. All right, but there's discussion in Shainim what this means. It's that it's it's just an unclear Gemara. What is where do you see was Medayik so much? But Bikitsa, what happened was again, so getting back to the story, Rav Safra had the two Talmini of, of, of Rabbi Vahu, who was very authoritative, Rav Huna, Breda, Rav Ika, and, and Rav Kahana. And they had conflicting reports where Rav Vahu passed or did not. And Rav Safra decided, Rav Huna, Breda, Rav Ika, he's more Medayik. Right? You see, Arvkana is more known in Shas. A lot of times you see Rishayim Amadayik that way, that the one that's more around the Shas probably was greater, right? Arvkana we find a lot of times, not as much. Now maybe that was like a Chiddush, but he felt, when trying to get Rebavo's opinion, right? was much more daikan to, that I'll have the exact opinion of Rebavo. So, Karyalei Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef called on Rav Safra, which literally was a complaint from the Navi, the Shea, that they were using different kishif or different signs. They, they asked the question for the stick, for the wood, or the stick, right? But means that literally means the stick, he tells them what to do. But he, he read it, Right? Yeah, he wants a cooler, so he listens, going to listen to the one, right? Not interested in going back there, it's well. So as long as you have someone that's being makeum, so he decided, right? Yosef was skeptical if Rav Safra's reliance on Vika was objective, like, okay, he's a bigger daikin, or maybe since he was being makeum, that might have influenced it. All right? I think it's a Shail Lamaisa. Right, the the Esregim, we didn't have too many Esregim Shvias this year, they used to have a lot more. But the Esregim that come from Eretz Yisrael, there is a Zman Habir of Esregim. And I think the Ikab Sakalacha, as far as I remember, again, no, uh, don't rely on this for Sakalacha, but as far as I remember, the Ikab Sakalacha was you do not have to go back to Eretz Yisrael. But there's like a Zman Habir, you have to know when the Zman is, and also the Psakalacha is like this, you have to put it out in the street. And so anyone could take it, and then if, uh, I guess if it's still around a few minutes later, you could bring it back into your house. And if you want to use it for Esrik jelly or whatever else, right? But, um, but there are machmirim, because if Isis saw at least some Rishayim, right, the Gemara is not so clear. Maybe some Rishayim, well, after Rav Yosef said that, so that proves that we should go with Rav Kana. So therefore, you'd have to send it back there to Israel, and I think there are some people... 
that said they were swinging back to Eretz Yisrael. So we're okay. Abeloi cuts kafnaisa de shvius. Abeloi cut down kafnaisa means um, there was a palm tree that has these small dates which were not ripe yet. But and he cut down the tree. Why? Because he wanted the wood. Right? And the Rishayim talk about what happened to the issue of cutting down fruit trees. But Kipshutai, Kipshutai, and how else would they learn this Gemara? Kipshutai, when you learn the Gemara and the Rishayim, right? People popularly know about the to cut down fruit trees, right? Because it comes up especially. But Kipshutai, from the Gemara and the Rishayim, the Isra is Baltashkas. I mean, that the word is Lesashkas Eitz, so you learn it all in the Baltashkas. And Kipshutai follows the regular rules of Baltashkas, which you're not allowed to any valuable property and all of destroy wantonly for no reason. But if you do need it for something else and it's more valuable without the fruit, then you're allowed to destroy it. I mean, the Gemara says at least when it's being mazik, the other trees you're allowed to destroy it. And Kipshutai, even, right, let's say a person has a property and he has a tree which is aging tree is still giving fruits but it's not it's, it's being destroying his property is preventing a good use for the property the real estate will be enhanced by getting it down so then you'd be allowed to now there are some achrenim that say no and they say that it's a sakana and that's why people are more makbar on it but this gemara would be a stick of ayah, at least that the fruit trees went down. They shouldn't speak about it here, but uh, but they say this thing. It was uh, it was necessary. It was either being mazik the other trees, or it was more valuable as firewood. But he cut it down. So the problem is, you're not allowed to destroy peyushvius. So baltashkas wasn't a problem, whatever it is. But you're not allowed to destroy peyushvius. Well, that's only when it's already a fruit. Right, you have peyrish shvius. You know, do it even in a case where there's no baltashkas. Right, you can't eat it or it's not worth it. You know, destroy peyrish shvius. Right, so right, that's why in the shmiti and Eretz Yisrael, when they have, let's say, the part of the peyri which they're not planning on eating, they could call it orange peels, for instance. Orange peels are edible, and people do eat them, but most people don't. And the question is, you know, I throw them in the regular garbage. Because you're destroying the peyri shviyas, they might have still the din peyri, the garbage destroying, so they put them in a special garbage and they wait till they disintegrate and then they don't do this din of lahafsid if, if they have actual peyri shviyas, right? Most people they buy skyr from Gayim, which they don't consider to have kdusha shviyas, but in case you have oranges that you took from the field or you bought from a place which has. Right, it's a bezin or whatever it is. So then, that's also a question of how to dispose of the peri. Yeah. So the Gemara says, It's only when it was already a peri, right? But these were kafnisa; these were unripe dates. Maybe they don't have a shame peri. Hani maskali What a maskali. Hani maskali Rashi says, the when you have a small date. There's some protective um, vege- vegetation that grows around the date. And if it's Arla, so the fruit is Aser, who then all the Shemer HaPeri also has a Din Peri to be Aser, right? Let's say you have a walnut that's Arla, 
So the shell of the walnut is also us. You can't use it to add klipe arlam. We had before, Tanim Shosek, klipe arlam, right? Because of the shayim of the baby. So even these small dates, which are unripe dates, because these shayim don't last. They're not in the final peri. They, 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 they disintegrate. It's there on the peri, right? The father said, peri, the Ebishter puts this thing on the peri there when it's unripe to protect it as it's growing. And then when it's already ready to eat, this shamer is already gone. But he says, it's also asr. You can't use it for firewood or whatever you want to use it for. However, that's a shamer le peri. shamer le peri And when was it a shamer for a peri? The kufri. When the date was unripe. The kakarlu peri. And you're calling it a peri. So you see that even an unripe date has it in peri legabi arla. And that would make that the unripe date's shamer would be asr bahana. Who had din, the unripe date should have it din peri legabe legabe shviyas. And you wouldn't be able to cut down the date tree with the unripe dates because it's a, you're being mafsed the peri shviyas. So you might say, if Nachman Nachman was saying like a biyasi, Tanya biyasi, I'm a smother asim neishu peri. Abiyasi says an unripe grape called smadar is asr of arla because it's already a peri, even though it's unripe. But you're not allowed to pick these unripe dates. I think maybe they would use it to make some sort of a um, sharp uh, vinegar type of, right? But you're not allowed to because it's a peri. Ubligar abanalate. But there are abanan argue on Abiyasi. They hold that if it's not ripe, it doesn't have it in peri, so it wouldn't be bound by the laws of arla. And who would then it wouldn't be bound by the laws of Shavis?